1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. As many of you know, I have been a Christian for about six years. In the beginning, I had a issue with labeling myself a Christian because I didn't know if it best described the many different philosophical positions that I hold I had to do a lot of thinking and a lot of uh, research and meditation to come to some of the conclusions I did, and it turns out some of the ideas I had about God were wrong. Lucky for me, I'm the type of guy who, as many of you know, used to be a former atheist, and I was really into that whole idea of questioning everything. Well, believe it or not, even though I do believe in God, although I don't have any doubts of God's existence, I'm fully on the train to believing in God and accepting God for what I know about him. There are also a lot of things I simply don't know. And the Bible actually says that God works in mysterious ways. His mind is not like our own. So when I ask the questions and challenge Christians in this video, You know just as well as I that not everything is known, and you're more than welcome to say, I simply don't know, and that would be intellectually honest to the questions I'm about to ask you. One of the questions I've always wondered about God is, does he require help? Does he need help? And I'll explain why I ask this before some of you just jump right onto the comments and say, Oh, God's all-powerful. He can do whatever he wants to do. I want you to think about this question that I'm asking you. Yes, the Bible gives the idea. It represents God as being omnipresent, that he's everywhere at all times. Yes, the Bible describes God as knowing all things about the universe as well as humanity. However, the Bible isn't very clear on his communication abilities. I'll give you an example of something. If God is interacting with some random human being on the planet, whether it be someone in the Bible or someone who is experiencing a manifestation of God or an angel or something, is God talking To several different people at exactly the same time. I'm talking simultaneously. There's a lot of Christians out there and people of different faiths who claim that God actually speaks to them in an audible voice. Others claim that through experiences, they attribute that experience to God doing something nice for them. Some Christians actually will tell you that God allows negative things to happen because he doesn't want someone to have something, or he doesn't want to give someone something they want because it may cause them a lot of problems down the road. Like for instance, I've heard some musicians who haven't made it in the music industry say things like, had I made it, I was a very sensitive, vulnerable person, and I might have got into drugs, and I might have done stupid things had I got super famous and ended up like a lot of these legendary rock stars who ended up dying or choking on their own puke in a hot tub. That maybe God didn't want them to fulfill what they thought was a calling because they would have suffered in the process, or they would have lost their faith, or something bad would have happened to them if they went down one road instead of the one he put them on. But it's an interesting question. I do not pretend to know everything about God. I know a lot of you out there, you enjoy hearing me in my different philosophical positions and why I come to the ideas that I do, but believe it or not, I'm still like an infant whenever it comes to my understanding of the universe. I know that some people say, well, for a baby, you sure are damn good at um, explaining a hell of a lot of things that are going on with sentience and consciousness, the mind, how the mankind's heart works, your knowledge of the Bible is exceedingly impressive, But the reason why I know these things is not just because I research and study, but I ask people questions. And I usually prefer people who are more intelligent than myself. It doesn't seem to make rational, logical sense to ask people who, well, they don't know a damn thing, or they're just babies themselves. I prefer preachers and people who are high authority. I prefer talking to big-time scientists about science over some random Google hat that didn't even make it through high school or has less than a sixth-grade education whenever it comes to a uh, particular field of science or subject matter, which we find ourselves in quite a bit, almost on a daily basis. So I'd like to know how the communication of God works. Does he talk to several people at the same time? Will God talk to TTOR, but somehow talk to Tony Sayers and also provide experiences at the same time for tons of people? I mean, think about it. At this time, it is estimated that we have over 7 billion people on the planet. Is God actually talking to everybody at the same time, or does he need to take turns? Does he pause time and then work and individual people's lives, how is he doing this? What would you say? I would love to talk to Matt Slick or my friend Jerry Steen, who's a preacher on this, and Jerry says he's going to be coming to my rooms. I would really really like it if some Christians out there if you have a really neat opinion or theory on this or you have some biblical passages that I may have missed because it's a huge book, a huge collection of experiences that mankind has had throughout the ages. But I notice when reading the Bible, you never read a passage where God is talking to one person over in China, and then one person over in Israel at the same time. It's like God chooses certain people to talk to, as if he knows they're the right person to interact with, and that they're not going to poop their pants or freak out. Like, he talks to people that he knows are going to be able to handle whatever it is that he's wanting to tell them, whether it be some future prediction, whether it's about what he wants for that certain people to do, and then he picks out, like, one person to do the rest of the talking for him. And then you've got passages where he sends angels and messengers and what is referred to as watchers. If you read the Dead Sea Scrolls, as well as the book of the Apocrypha, you can see that God has all these creatures and warriors that seem to serve him and go forth to do his message. And he also asks and demands that Christians go out and sow seeds, preaching the gospel for him, you know, basically to populate the earth and dominate the world with Christianity. The Muslims feel the same way. The Jews are more inclusive, but the Muslims have this idea that their religion needs to be spread all out, and they're told by God, which they believe is the same God of the Bible, to go out and interact with people and engage in folks, not on the same level as Christians, and not always in a nice way. Uh, Muslims have been known that if they can't get through to somebody, they've got other alternatives on how they deal with someone who's stubborn or has a hard head. (laughs) We won't get into that. You know what I'm talking about. So it's rough. So what do you think about that? I have literally thousands of questions, things I've always wanted to know about God and how he goes about accessing his powers and how he uses his attributes, how time works with God, how God works and extends himself into physical matter and space. You know, one of the things I've always found interesting, too, about God, and I'd love to hear you guys' opinion about this, is that... When God transforms himself into Jesus Christ, if you're a Trinitarian, this is what you believe, or a oneness believer, I'm curious, is he running the universe at the same time he's being a vulnerable man? I'm also curious if because he was in the form of a human, did he have to limit his own powers and abilities? because the human form was not strong enough or powerful enough to be able to contain the entirety of God. There's a, there's just so many questions, ladies and gentlemen, that I have. And I want to be the strongest person of faith that I possibly can, but I need to know these things. I have tried repeatedly to privately uh, find myself in Christian communities... There's a lot of Christian cliques out there, and some of them are, how shall I put, they're kind of stuck up, and they only, they're very inclusive, where they only want certain kind of Christians, like you can't be the kind of Christian that cusses, or the kind of Christian that's outspoken. You have to kind of fall in line and and uh, adhere to certain tenets of these different groups on social media Christianity, or you don't fit in. Of course, if you're super popular, every Christian seems to like you then, because that means they got a place where they get to run their mouth, and uh, whether they like the person or not. (laughs) I notice the more popular I am, the more all of a sudden a lot of these folks want to talk all of a sudden. I'm not hating, ladies and gentlemen, but I have this... um, From my experiences, there's a lot of Christians that are just as vain and narcissistic as some atheists where they'll only hang out with you once you're famous or once you're internet popular. They don't give a damn about your soul or if you die tomorrow. Just what's important is, um, can this guy get me views? Can he get me subs? Um, Is this guy uh, or woman going to give me the ability to be able to excel at my youtube business or channel i've noticed there's some christians like that and that's sad that's sad and it's also sad too when you notice that some religious people they don't even bother to read the bible they believe in god but the problem is just like a satanist they believe that they're actually god and have the right to condemn you and judge you and then burn you at the stake well, I'm, I, I didn't get on this video to complain or point out some of the discrepancies I have with some of these religious jackasses out here. I mostly had some questions about God. I would prefer two different ways of responding to me. Either make a video response and then post your link directly to me about your opinion on this, or you can come on my show. I'm going to be doing shows all throughout the week. And I'll also, I've got, uh, some people that will be hosting my show sometimes whenever I'm too tired to be the main moderator. And I'll come in from time to time and we can talk about these things. I would love to hear you guys' views. All right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV radio hosted by Brett Keene. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station, check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett King from God TV Radio. Looks like we're at 7:02, and the young lady still hasn't showed up. I don't know if she's going to show up or not. We talked. Uh, she said she would an email. She did end up writing me back and saying something about googling me and uh, finding out that I'm a terrible person. Whoa! So. I don't know if he's actually going to show or not. I don't know what we're going to get. Hey. Whoa. How oh. hey. How you doing? I don't know All if right. he's actually going to show. Oh, we're getting a little bit of echo. Wow. Let me, turn, let me turn it down over here a little bit. All right. Now try.
0: Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. How are you doing?
0: All right. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm just chilling. I was supposed to interview someone today, but they uh, oh. they scampered out on me.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry about that.
1: Oh, it's all good. So, how's your day been?
0: Been okay. Uh yeah. Uh, this uh song. Say what? This uh song I have. Uh, I told you about. Uh, it's from my friend. He's uh. Have it where, uh, he can, uh, use it to, uh, help kids and stuff.
1: Help kids? How do you guys go about helping the kids
0: out? Uh, we help protect them from, uh, tran abuse.
1: Now, can you explain this a little bit to me? Elaborate on it? (laughs)
0: Like, uh, Hersey's parents want to turn their kid into raise her kid as a different gender than herself like to about what gender he is
1: well, what if the uh we're talking about young kids yeah. right
0: so uh, three four or five
1: and basically your group has an issue with
0: kids like being uh hurt and stuff. we've been help saving them
2: what do you mean hurt.
0: A, like Here's one case uh this kid uh, this one kid uh, I can't say his name or anything but his uh mom uh tried very much I'm sick he's a girl and wanna uh hurt him down there to make him look like a girl and stuff like that okay,
1: so this was a boy, and the mother wanted the boy to be a girl, yeah. Yeah, huh. so what the... did
0: of... oh we stopped it and she went to prison.
1: Oh my! So there's adults out there that want to force the gender on a child.
0: Yeah, of the other gender in them. Wow, and stuff. that's terrible. I've been helping these two <coughs> two other kids, James Younger, from Texas his mom tried very much him to see he's a girl and helped his other boy named miles his mom took him to a train clinic where they tried very much him the sick he's a lesbian who doesn't want his private part
1: oh man
0: yeah
1: that is rough goodness and gracious
0: my one friend who made this uh song he lives in the uk I've been helping him and help save kids and stuff.
1: What do you do to save the kids?
0: I'll find studies put on there to give to him because he can't get studies in the UK. So I find Mm. them for him and get it to him and help him to win court cases. Oh,
1: So this is all about parents abusing their children, trying to make them be a different gender than what they are. Yeah. Wow. And uh, where is this happening at?
0: Everywhere. USA, UK, all kinds of places.
1: No, I mean in the area that you uh, specifically work in. You've been
0: helping them down in, like in UK and USA? Uh
1: Oh, yeah, you have a friend that's in the UK, the musician, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, can I put the link to a song in the uh, the, uh...
1: text chat?
0: Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thank you. It's all good. Oh, uh, kind of some, uh, yeah, uh, but helping kids and stuff and stuff like that, I'm donating to help them and stuff.
1: Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, glad glad to hear you're doing that. So, uh, what kind of music does your friend from the UK play?
0: Uh, country,
1: country. Yeah. All right, what's a song called that you're wanting to promote?
0: Uh, kids, be yourself. I think it's called.
1: Kids, be yourself. Yeah, you can't ask for better advice than that. You got to love yourself. God doesn't make junk, right? Right. There you go.
0: Thank you so much, Brent. Uh, Brent.
1: Oh, it's all good. It's all good.
0: Guys, uh, on here, uh, you you heard that guy, AJ? Who? Uh, atheist Jr. guy? What do you think, of him? Junior who? Atheist Jr. You ever you ever heard of
1: that? Oh, guy? Atheist Jr. I had a little run in with people, yeah. Like,
0: like like him. Right. Yeah, he combined yes. me with Maren Manson.
1: He did what?
0: He combined me like that one guy, Maren Manson. Maren?
1: Oh, okay. That guy,
0: he combines me. You ever heard that one guy, Maren Manson? Marilyn Manson, yeah, he reminds me of uh a j oh but, huh. uh how's you been at uh how's your
3: wife and kids
1: wife and kids have been doing pretty awesome. My wife got called in earlier, so she's uh at work right now she's got to close she's a manager, so that's uh the setup they got going on. My daughter's here though chilling out
0: oh well, that's nice.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, well, well, folks, the link is out there in the comments. If any of you want to come in and hang out,
0: oh, uh, you have your own radio station? Yeah. Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. People can listen to it on Spotify, Amazon. Uh, Google, There's, it's like hundreds of different things connected that people could listen to. It's pretty much international. People could hear it all around the world. Awesome. So if I uh, get to listening to that track, it turns out good. And you uh, tune in, you might hear it. Yeah, right? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It'd awesome.
0: be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching your YouTube channel for a while.
1: You have. What do you think of it? Terrible, right?
0: Oh, it's good. I love your channel.
1: You do. What do you like about it?
0: You're uh, funny and stuff. Me funny. Funny?
1: Yeah. (laughs) What's uh, what cracks you up the most?
0: Uh, Oh, guys, was one where we talk about where transgenders are from. Oh, the
1: Transylvania.
0: Your what picture? Kind of looks like. You ever heard of this restaurant named Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner, you say? Yeah, you kind of look like him.
1: Oh, Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah. Hey, John, what you up to there, man?
3: Hey, what's going on, buddy?
1: I'm just hanging out with my buddy here. He's pretty cool. He saves kids and all that.
3: What? Ha- what happened? He does what?
1: He saves children from some pretty unusual type of abuse. Tell uh, my friend John about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I save kids from uh, train abuse.
3: What kind of That's good. That's good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. John, did you know that there are adults out there, parents who... Don't like the gender of their child, so they abuse them and then mutilate them, do horrible things to them to try to convert them to a different gender.
3: Yeah, I think it's a pretty sick world we live in nowadays where people do that to the kids. You know, they try to they manipulate them when they're a kid so they can you know, control them in the future.
1: It's awful, it's awful. Goodness gracious. Hmm. Well, any uh, questions you guys got for me? How's your day been,
3: John? Uh, busy, busy. A lot of a lot of customers today, so just
1: been busy. i seen the uh, video you shared with me with you and the wife doing some painting. You guys are putting together some masterpieces. You planning on opening a gallery or something?
3: Uh, maybe. Uh, I, 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 that would be kind of cool. Maybe the, Maybe some of the paintings will sell. That'd be pretty fucking awesome, right?
1: There you go. You need to uh, paint. You the actually picture. You like the
3: painting, Brett?
1: Yeah, you need to paint a picture of me and have mac and cheese such a ways, and yeah.
3: Oh, take it easy, Brett. Right? <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. I gotta do one of uh, of uh, some fat, overweight piece of garbage pouring hot chocolate on his fucking microscopic dick too. Yeah. Oh, well, goodness
1: gracious. doesn't okay. seem like there's a whole lot of detail that goes into an image like that.
3: Right. There's not much detail. <laughs> ah, <that's... laughs> oh, Brett. <man. Ooh-wee.
0: laughs> oh, Brad. Oh, Yeah, what's up? Have you, have you been to uh, Kent Hovel's dinosaur park?
1: No, he did invite me. He said that uh, he would actually pay for me to go down there, but I don't know, man. Last time I rode a T-Rex, it didn't work out too good for me.
0: <laughs> Have you been to, uh, what about uh, Kent Ham's Creation Museum and Ark?
1: No, never been down there, but I've always thought it would be kind of cool to ride on the Ark. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been, they pull test it there when it opened. Uh, people like Iran though. Oh, Aaron Raw, huh?
1: Aaron Raw didn't sink the Ark, did he? No.
3: Aaron Raw looks like a fucking dinosaur himself. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he evolved from a dinosaur. That might be what it is. That's, he's the missing link guy. There you go.
1: That's rough.
3: I don't know about maybe you guys, like, but uh, when
1: Aaron Raw's wearing like that, uh, that weird warlock jacket, he kind of looks like a Klingon to me, you know, from <laughs> Star Trek. You
3: guys, yeah. He looks like, you know, actually, you know what he looks like? The fucking dinosaurs from Super Mario Brothers movie. The fucking, the two dum-dums that got fucking shrunk into the dinosaur, the heads. He kind of looks like that.
1: That's rough.
3: You ever saw that movie, the Mario Brothers movie? That old one from the 80s? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, people hated it. People thought it was trash, but I thought it was all right.
1: Let me see if I can get a few more people in here. Since people out there don't know how to click a link properly, let's see what we got. So, John, what's on the agenda? What you plan on doing? You still uh, working on getting the business going?
3: Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to do my thing here. You know, just you know, trying to live life, love life, rocking and rolling, doing my thing. You know how it is. Yeah,
1: I hear you there. You now let's see if we got any abnormal behavior in the chat environment. Nope, just some guy called. We got a couple ghost. of
3: wild animals let loose out of their fucking cage tonight, Brett?
1: Oh, uh, not yet, not yet. Yeah, we were supposed to have a young lady come in here and talk. I was watching a couple of her videos. She <laughs> practically gets any kind of views whatsoever on her channel, and she claimed to be a, a pastor for a while. And then she said while she was a pastor, apparently she got around to finally reading the Bible. Isn't that unusual? And uh, didn't like what it said. She said, uh, God was mean. Wait a
3: minute. Is she a woman pastor? Is that pa- I thought pastors were men.
1: Well, I don't even know if she actually was a pastor at all. You know how people are on the Internet. They just fib and make up crap as they go along. Right. They run
3: their gums and they talk a lot of shit. But that's, yeah, it's all it's all gum running
1: yeah so she claimed to be a pastor and then she said that she ended up becoming an atheist and you know the usual typical atheist stuff oh god's mean he allows the mean and you know it's just mean all the way around of course they think that joining atheism is somehow going to get rid of the mean whenever they've killed more people than all the religions combined isn't that odd
3: yeah, it is kind of odd that atheists has killed more people in the last uh, hundred and fifty years than, they, than all of religion combined in the past uh, six thousand years. Isn't that funny? That's what do you think
1: of that? What's that say?
3: Uh, you got a bunch of shit on top of the text. It says atheism has killed more people than religion combined, higher all suicide combined. Higher substance abuse, war, and serial murder killing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that oh. picture to me on Facebook. I want to use that on my live stream. I like that picture. Can I use it?
1: Here's another one for you. What do you think about this one?
3: Namna is founded and run by atheists. They want to normalize pedophilia. Do you know that atheist countries have the highest child porn descript- distribution on earth, yet they claim God is evil? Oh, yeah, there you go. That's rough, a slam dunk. It? Yeah, right.
1: Here's another one. The best thing is to let Christianity die, a natural death. A slow death has something comforting about it. The dogma of Christianity gets worn away by the advances of science. Religion will have to make more and more concessions. Gradually the myths crumble when understanding of the universe has become widespread. The Christian doctrine will be convicted of absurdity by the atheist Adolf Hitler from Table Talk. For those who don't know what Table Talk is, it's his private writings. His journal basically had been found. And uh, that's that. That's rough, isn't it? Let me go ahead and put that back up. It's
3: pretty, it pretty nasty.
1: We're educational, aren't we?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, Brett. I, you know, sure. It's an educational uh, live stream, Brett.
1: Oh, I hear you. <laughs> well, you guys got any topics
0: you want to talk about? Anything on your mind?
3: Well, Pastor, yeah, nothing on my mind, man.
0: Have you heard from that guy, Pastor Anderson?
1: Have I done what to my what?
0: I mean, have you heard of uh, heard anything new from Pastor Anderson?
1: Pastor Anderson, you ask? Yes, yeah, Steve Anderson. No, last time I heard about him was, uh, I think, about a year and a half ago or something. He was getting himself into some trouble. I don't know what's going on with him now.
0: Yeah. I. Th- it seemed like they might have kicked him off of YouTube.
1: Hmm. I don't know why. He seems like such a sweet
0: gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he used to be buddies with Matt Powell
3: and Ken Holba.
1: No, is that it? All right,
3: hey. Brett. the 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 wife is telling me she wants to take me inside and play plunger with a pussy on my face for a little while. So.
1: Oh, John, come on, man!
3: <laughs> uh, 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 if you what would we-
1: What would Prophet Muhammad say? What hey. uh, <laughs>
3: are you going to be on in a little while, Brett?
1: I might for a little bit. Depends on if some more people want to come in, join the conversation. I had planned on interviewing a young lady tonight. I wasn't really prepared for, like, a big old show and all that. But I didn't want – I seen that people were waiting out there, and I didn't want to leave them hanging like some atheists do.
3: Well, you know, you're the only few people on here that actually let people in and talk to them, you know, so. The cocksuckers out there don't let you do that. Don't let they don't do shows like this. So you know they're lucky to have a show like this.
1: I'm probably gonna uh, change the format though, where I'm not gonna do these uh, schedule for one-on-one discussions anymore. This has happened like three times: uh, two guys and now this lady, where they do that kind of crap. I mean, most if I call up a Christian, the Christians always keep their word, or a Muslim, or someone of faith. They always keep their word because they got honor. But atheists, you don't know if they're going to show up until the last damn minute. It's bullshit.
3: You're always welcome to come to my show, Brett. I, I do a show Thursday nights at 9 if you ever want to come in. That's always a fun show to do. But oh, there, okay. We always have a fun show.
1: Now just give me a link through Facebook. Yeah, trying to get an atheist to actually commit themselves to a timetable as well as a a discussion is like trying to get them to apply yeah, you know, for a job.
3: This is a what they, It just goes without saying, man. It just goes without saying.
1: Yeah, I was wanting to have a really nice, respectful conversation with her, and then she goes and pulls that shit. That's terrible. Awful.
0: Sorry about that.
3: Yeah, showing us how they have uh, better morals and values than we do, you know.
1: Yeah. No oh, honor. Oh, oh. What's up?
0: Yeah, sorry about that. It sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, life goes on. Like I said, person can remain with an irrelevant channel, getting no views whatsoever. It is what it is.
0: Uh, uh, Have you heard of this guy, uh, Amazing ACS?
1: Yes, I've heard of the Amazing Anus before.
0: (laughs) He's a cheap ripoff of Amazing Spider-Man.
1: A uh, uh, rip-off of what?
0: Amazing Spider-Man.
1: The Amazing Spider-Man?
0: <laughs>
1: hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh,
0: here's one guy he used to get in a debate war with. Phantom Fang X. You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd talked to him in the
1: past before. He wasn't a bad guy. He's pretty neat.
0: What happened? It's been a while since I've seen him on uh, YouTube.
1: And he got into some of these, uh, you know, drama wars on the Internet. And, well, it just got to a point at the time he was a young man. And he ended up going off to college or something. He said to hell with all this nonsense. Probably the best choice he ever made.
0: Do you, have he ever been? Do you think he ever been to a dinosaur part of Canova?
1: No. He invited me. He said he would pay for oh, me to okay. come down, but I just um, couldn't do it. I mean, how? Do you think he have? huh? Phantom Fang X. Do you think he went to
0: Ken Hogan's park?
1: Uh, I don't know if Phantom X even knew who Kent Hogan was. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, he does. I remember watching his YouTube channel. He's a big fan of Ken Hogan. he He, uh, like, uh, also, like, told people about what Ken Hovland said and stuff. Uh On there and stuff. He ended up getting a debate war with uh, Thunderfoot, Stuff like
1: Uh. that. Oh, yeah. I heard something about that. Goodness gracious, you've been watching this YouTube for a while, huh? Yeah. Goodness (laughs) gracious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I watch your YouTube channels, too. You're a good channel.
1: Well, thank you, sir. So what's your theological position? On what? Whenever it comes to, do you believe in a God, many gods, no gods, some kind of octopus flying around? I mean, what what you got going on?
0: I believe in God. There you go. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Was you a churchgoer, or you just like to watch stuff on the Internet?
0: Uh, I I go to church.
1: There you go. You non denominational or you got some kind
0: of funky label? Uh, I I go to a non denominational.
1: You wanna to explain to some people out there who don't know what that is?
0: Like uh it's like just Christian, and I start to type one. Yeah. They call it rock church. This one called.
1: Hmm. What inspired you? What uh, what influenced you to get into the kind of work that you're doing?
0: But uh, I found out about this one kid, James Younger, about what his mom tried to do to him and stuff. It broke my heart. I Come OCD, try to out- protect, uh, see, fight to help him and stuff. His dad now is running for office, freaking see about saving him and stuff. From his evil ex.
1: Mmm. That's rough, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, his dad, Jeff Younger, went to a college to speak and these Atifa people were there screaming at him and call made up phobias and all that stuff. Transphobia. Wow.
1: I uh, don't know why people gotta be so mean for where yeah. do you think that hatred comes from?
0: I don't know. Uh, Mr. Younger actually uh, actually uh, react good to it. Like, made them look bad. The uh, Tifa
1: guys? uh, Antifa, you say? Yeah. Yeah, those guys, they can get quite aggressive. Very hostile group.
0: Yeah. Made them look bad and stuff.
1: You ever ran into that group
0: before? No. Uh, uh, have you?
1: No, no.
0: You could take well, a ball on.
1: Around where I live, uh, between St. Louis, if you come run around wearing mummy wraps and ninja outfits like that, Saint Louis people don't do too well with people like that. Yeah, people running around with masks on and all that. That freaks us out. We start getting out the
0: pitchforks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You ever been to like a big church where I have cafe to it and uh, games for kids?
1: No, I've been to uh, uh, churches that are really big that uh, where the people offer to take you out to dinner. And that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I've been all kinds of churches.
1: Yeah, if you're part of the Baptist or Pentecostal church, you don't go hungry. They'll make sure you're about 500 pounds before you get out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've been all kind of Baptist, Catholic, the Rock Church. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you been to a Catholic church?
1: Yeah, I've been to Catholic churches before. In St. Louis, they got these big old cathedrals. They look kind of like that, something you'd expect out of like a Phantom of the Opera or something. It's pretty spooky. I like it, though. I like that old feel church though. But the uh, the way they do things, though, inside, it's not exciting like Pentecostals and Baptists. It, they got that whole, oh, oh,
0: oh
1: you know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Would you ever go to Pastor Anderson's church?
1: Uh, Pastor Anderson, he seems a little strict about the uh, folks that he wants his membership there. I'm not uh, I'm not gay or anything like that, but I, uh, I don't have any issue with homosexuals or transsexuals or whatever kind of sexual for that matter. Unless it's a pedophile, then I'd have an issue. And uh, he doesn't seem to want people that are a part of the church that are either open-minded to other people living their own lifestyle. So I don't know if he and I would get along very well. I would give it a real effort to try, but I don't think he'd like me very much. Oh,
0: But you're a good guy.
1: Well, I am a good guy, but he's got a certain type of people that he wants in his church. He's made that quite clear.
0: Yeah, say so the interview about his uh church. Hit the one member like disowned his own brother because of what Pastor Anderson said. Say what? One of his members disowned his own brother because of what Pastor Anderson said. Because his brother is gay.
1: Somebody disowned their own brother over them being gay.
0: Yeah, because of Pastor Anderson says.
1: Oh, well, that's sad. I never heard of that. That's yeah, was it
0: was a documentary about Pastor Anderson.
1: Wow. Well, I I don't think the family should, uh, you know, drop each other and get rid of each other over things like that. That's sad. Yeah. You know, you only live once, my man, unless you believe in reincarnation that you'll come back as a squirrel with nuts.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, uh Matt Powell. Oh uh, the the one uh yeah, Matt Powell, uh how's he been?
1: Uh get to talk to him off and on every once in a while. He seems like he's been real busy. He works on his own viz- videos. He's taking care of his family, and then on top of it, he's uh, helping Kent out over there. So it's uh, it's been a lot more difficult to be able to have conversations with him nowadays. It's a full time deal for him now. Uh,
0: that guy Aces Junior, he's like old CD over uh, Kenthoval. Who? Aces Junior. Oh,
1: Atheist Junior. Yeah, he seems a bit obsessive for sure. Maybe it's some kind of attraction, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: It's possible. Uh He sees sees Kent and he's like, yep. I don't know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you watch wrestling, right? Back in the day? I used
1: to watch wrestling. I don't think it's very good nowadays.
0: Yeah, I agree that guy Scott Steiner not Scott, Scott Hall passed away. Yeah,
1: I've been uh, seeing a couple clips about that. That's sad. Yeah. He was a good family man. He uh apparently was a good friend and he also pushed a lot of people over. He took a lot of bumps in order to get people over in the in the ring and it's just rough especially the way he died too. I heard that he fell over something and hurt his hip. And then it caused some kind of blood clots. That's, uh, that's a terrible way to go.
0: Yeah. Sad. Uh, well, man, what do you think of that? What Will Smith did to Chris Rock? I think it was terrible.
1: I think that if Will Smith would have uh, come up on me like that, I wouldn't have put my hands in my pocket. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't let him slap me, even if he managed to get the slap off on my face and everything. He wouldn't have been walking back to his seat without me
0: responding to him. Yeah. So. And then I seen the part where he screamed at Chris Rock to keep his wife name out of his mouth.
1: Oh, I hear you there. Oh, it's my buddy. How you doing there, feller? Doing good. Were you able to hear what this guy does for a living, how he helps people?
2: I just popped in. I, I got your link. And so I just happened to be right here at my computer. And, um, you know, just was, um, I'm actually working on my cricket, trying to get some stuff for my wife done. Um, some labels from them outside of a um, uh, some notebooks that she has.
1: Wait a minute, and, you're working um, on a cricket. What did that bug ever do to you? oh my what do you mean by a cricket
2: cricket that's the thing that it, it will cut out letters so that you can you can do iron on like uh shirts t-shirts and stuff like that um that i will make it cuts out the letters for you oh i've already made some t-shirts um you know with like a l- label on here for my church and uh, I've made a few. My wife has a has a pile of uh, shirts over here that she wants me to do.
1: <laughs> now, but, are uh, you uh, are you like home making these shirts? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You do well, realize it, that there's uh, companies out there. I I use a company where I'll put designs on it, and then they sell it for you, but they take a bit off of it. Right. Right.
2: Yep. I'm I'm aware of that. I'm just. Wanting to get some stuff for me, and uh, my wife has some things that she would like to have put on it and uh, make it ours. But no, I did not hear what uh, what he did because I just popped on, and uh, I was I I was just I was working on my little project over here, and um, you know it's just like okay. I was just You're gonna find vaguely. this
1: interesting. You're gonna find this interesting. Go ahead and tell him about it, there, fella.
0: Yeah, I help save kids from child abuse.
1: But it's a specific kind of child abuse. Apparently, what it is is that there are adults out there, parents, who don't like the gender of their child. So they abuse them and try to force, like a boy, to be a girl or a girl into a boy. And then him and his pal from the UK, they uh, try to work to get these kids out of that type of deal. Pretty rough, huh?
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's. uh, um, But yeah, I I have seen some things like that. And um, I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, some have, uh, you know, it's one it's one thing. Some people promote it. Let's just put it that way. They really promote the um, they want their kids to be different.
1: I hear you. Hard you know, I was lucky whenever I was born, both of my parents agreed I was too damn ugly to be anything else, and that's the way we <laughs> stuff with it.
2: Well, I was always the biggest one in my class, except for first grade, and I had one girl that was bigger than that was taller than I was, and um as a sophomore in high school, I was about the size that I am right now, six four and over three hundred pounds. Um <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to let you be on the main screen and all that, because you got that cool-looking background, and (laughs) me, I got a video game avatar up there. Can you do me a favor? Can you take over for a little bit? I got to go grab something. Okay. All right. No problem. Yeah, this guy's really cool. I think you guys have a great conversation, and maybe you might get some of these people out here who are listening to uh, Get Straight with Jesus. There's a bunch of wild ones out there. Be right back.
2: Yep. Um a little bit about me. I've pastored churches for about 37 years, been at the same church for about 27 years. And um I uh, I've also it's always been bivocational. I've always had another job, and that's the way what that's what God has, has uh kind of called me to bivocational. Um I worked um in drug rehab for the last four years, and um Um, before that I worked as a corrections officer, (laughs) but, uh, as a corrections officer, though, I, I still treat them like human beings because they are.
0: That's nice. Well, Um,
2: my brother, uh, my brother, uh, we were having like Thanksgiving get together or whatever a few years ago and he goes, what happens when you see these people out on the streets? What do you do? And I looked at my wife and I said, what usually happens when I meet somebody from uh, from the jail? She goes, you hey, shake your hand. <laughs> I had I had a persona, okay? You know, it was just one of those things where you have to be bigger than life. When, when you're in a room with 64 other people. And and so you have to have this persona that's really big. And um, I have a, a very um, loud voice anyway, so you know it was one of those deals where um like it was chow time and you're telling like you're bringing them up by rows row wide, come on down, you're the next contestant on the food ain't right. <laughs> but Ooh. it was Jesus that that really you know, he inspired me to um treat others the way you want to be treated. Very simple process just treating people the way you want to be treated. And, you know, that's, it has never failed me. Uh, Never failed me that way. And the thing was, when I first started there at 50 years old, my attitude was, you got a drug problem, go to jail, you know? Um, and, And with some people, jail is enough. They will straighten up their lives because they don't want to have to go back to jail. And, you know, that does create the, the uh the want to to uh you know to want to stop doing but with some people it actually makes it worse uh because that sinful nature inside is just saying i really want that drug that i'm not allowed to have and it makes it worse for them um and you know first time i heard that i'm going what are you talking about that's crazy talk but it you know it is a truth uh it's a basic truth that um uh, you know, jail isn't the answer for everything, um, you know, when it comes to especially the drugs and that, you know, there, they, it creates a why. Why do we want to quit? Because we're tired of drinking out of the same container that has our toilet, okay? Uh, <laughs> and, um, but it doesn't teach how. How do you do that? So that's why I got into the drug rehab for the last four years. And uh, I have really... Um, I've really enjoyed that. I really learned an awful lot. I learned a lot about myself and, um, you know, really, uh, really love doing that job. But, um, yeah, I've pastored for, um, you know, you know, pastored to small churches. That's where God has, has planted me. Um, and uh, he's given me the energy to do both. But now I'm retired awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying retirement. Um, I'm still busy. I'm still doing things. I'm, I'm, I'm still working on a book, um, a novel actually. And, um, I'm getting toward the last of the, uh, of the book. And it, it's kind of funny because, you know, I'll be, um, uh, it's it kind of has, it has a lot, it's about end times, uh, but it's a sci fi type huh. book, you know, where, um, um, it's, you know, it's, it's got some fiction, but it has also scripture in it too. Kind of a interesting concept, but, um, my, uh, <laughs> in that book, um, it's, um, it's kind of funny. Cause like, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to my wife and I'll go, well, I just killed the two witnesses <laughs> and, uh, hi James. Um, and I just I just killed the two witnesses there and and so so um you know she goes oh wow you know and I said now the main character and his wife they've had to split up and I told her the reasons why and I go do you think I should bring them back together again <laughs> so I'm enjoying the i'm I'm enjoying the writing and I'm hoping that it would be successful um it's a little bit like jim Le, uh, Tim Lahaye's Books, except it's more of a mid to post tribulation type thing. There are events happening, and the Christians are still there. And I personally believe that's what's going to happen. But you know, I'm not going to um, um, you know argue about that fact. But uh, that's the way the book is, and I can say because it's a fiction book, it's just a fiction book. (laughs) But go
0: ahead. Well, I need to. I help. save like a thousand kids
2: wow that's great that's great
0: sorry
2: yeah that's super that's super yeah i'm glad to hear that
0: what is your book called
2: um i have settled on the alien uh cure oh the alien cure and um It's got it's got some pretty cool facets in it, and um, yeah, I'm 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 projecting that hopefully by I'll have it up in uh, Amazon, um, Amazon Kindle. If so,
0: would you be able
1: to do? Well, hold on. Would you be able to do me a favor? What's that? Would you be able to do like a a thirty second or one minute clip where you're talking about your book, holding it up or something like that, kind of advertising, give people an idea. And then I'll be able to put it up. I can do things like this. Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I can uh, let me see. Let me I'll just throw this up for about 10 seconds.
0: About 13.7 billion years ago, this tiny singular
1: So basically I can play videos and put images mm-hmm. on the screen, all that kind of stuff. I'll help you advertise it if you're interested.
2: I I would love that because that once it comes, once it falls together and and um, and once it comes together, uh, you know, you got to do the promotion. And uh, I would appreciate that, Brett. Um, And, yeah, I do plan on doing some videos talking about it. Um, You know, I'll try to do a little ad clip. Uh, I'll try to just simply talk about it, you know, um, uh, a little bit about the book. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, promotion's half of it. Um, I remember <laughs> back in the day, self publishing, you know, it used to be you had to buy thousands, thousands of books, and then you're sitting there with a stack of books and you're having to go to places to sell those books, got to go to the fair, got to go to this convention, that convention, and you're peddling books. And it's like, ah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So um, yeah, the Amazon Kindle is the way I think the way to go for me that way. Um, I'm an unknown publisher. So, you know, I I don't know that it's going to, you know, uh, get anybody investing in it.
1: Well, if you, uh, I don't know if you've noticed in my videos, I do an intro and an outro and it's got a little bit about my book and everything after life simulation yeah. and, uh, it, it doesn't do bad. It could be doing a lot better in my mind, but, uh, it's, it's getting mm-hmm. by. So that's the way to do it. Just make videos and promote it and all that. Also see if you can yeah. get your buddies to promote it. Right. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to plan on getting the word out. Um, I, I've been, I've been on Facebook, uh, been uh, joining end time group pages and, um, you know, hoping to do a little bit of promotion that way, if they'll allow it. Some some of them will not allow any kind of pro, uh, promotion that way, but I figure I can always mention about it, you know, <laughs> as I'm uh, discussing different topics that way, but.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. you can ask your buddies to post uh, the the uh, Amazon page and all that, and give a you know a brief summary of it or something like that for folks. Right. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, um. You, you got a shout from the housetops. You know.
0: <laughs> oh, can uh? But can't. Did you uh? Hear me? Uh, I helped save a thousand kids. Say what? Uh I total merrier, I save uh I save a thousand kids.
1: You saved a thousand kids? Yeah. That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Tell you what, there uh what do you think about this? Uh I don't I don't know if you heard and everything because I kind of just threw the link into Facebook for you guys. But um I was originally this This show right here was meant for a one-on-one discussion with this young lady who claims that she was a preacher for the longest time, and then she got around to finally reading the Bible. This is her story on her, her channel, and then she said God's mean turned into an atheist or whatever, and I tried to get an interview with her. She said she would, and then she didn't even show up. I thought that was going to be an interesting discussion. What do you think about that, though? She said that she used to be a preacher and then got around to reading the Bible. How does that work?
2: I, I don't know. Uh it sounds like um very unbiblical because you're not supposed to be a novice if you're going to do that. Um, you know, you're not supposed to be a novice, you're supposed to have some, you know, some experience behind you, and you should pretty much have an idea of what. You know what, you believe before you start because you're leading others, um, you know, and so you need to have some kind of knowledge, uh, some kind of knowledge that way. But I've heard others that have kind of fallen away, either, um, the way I look at it, you know, I mean, and, and you can't just generally say about everyone, but it, there's a possibility that either, um, they never really had a conversion experience or possibly, you know, they've fallen away. And so therefore they're just saying that eh, I don't believe in God, Um, you know, it's, it's, but it's sad either way. Uh, sad to hear those kinds of things. And that would have been interesting. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it would have, but he didn't show. Should have, would have, could have, huh? yeah it's all good got a guy on uh thursday who's gonna be uh coming in an atheist calls himself outcast productions we're gonna see what he's all about he's uh his he's got the typical atheist thing going god's mean god allows mean things you know the the usual oh yeah you know it's so weird um uh, When you get this and stuff, and I know that back whenever I was a a beginner, a noob, former atheist and all that, the emotional arguments came out and the meany stuff and all this. But I wonder if non-believers ever think to themselves, at least in a world with God, there is a form of eternal justice. Whenever they talk about the bad things that happen in the world, according to their worldview, what happens to someone who's assaulted, raped, or murdered, and all this. Nothing. There's no justice for that person in their worldview. So how can they even condemn uh, the idea of a perfect eternal God who can see in the hearts of all things? I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with you because um,
2: um far too many times, you, you take a look at this world, just looking at this world, Nothing makes sense. There is nothing fair. There is nothing just about it. And at least when there is an eternity to consider and a God who is a righteous judge, you you stand a decent chance at um, actually um, having things right. You know, having things set right. I I was trying to peel a little bit back. I got choose joy, and I just you start peeling back the extra. You can see the letters there. That's what my cricket
1: does. Wow, that's pretty neat. That looks kinda like it's getting me kind of hungry. It looks like fudge a little bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh but um yeah, you just go through. I got this little pick, and you pick out that stuff, and I want I want to try to at least get one of these so I can show you what it actually looks like in the end. Um, <laughs> that, that, that didn't work so good. I have... Um, I went to um, Dollar Tree, and they don't have the best of, uh, best of material. And I was trying it out, but it doesn't seem to work very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, the... Um, the fact that we have an eternity um, and, and a judge that sees all, and he talks about the rich man of Lazarus and how, you know, Lazarus had such a, such a bad deal. Um, you know, uh, Lazarus, Lazarus, you know, sitting at the gates and begging and uh, dying from the wounds. And, you know, life wasn't fair to that, to that man but where did he end up in eternity? And that's the beauty of it. Uh, the beauty of it is, is that, you know, in the end, uh, God makes sure that things are right.
1: You know, you and I, we were talking last time about uh, God having this incredible ability to uh, be able to shift or kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a naive word to use, but pause the universe. When I think of that, I wonder to myself, if that is happening, how many miracles are going on that we can't even see happening, of what could have happened to us if we went down one way or another? And uh, Mm -hmm. it just blows my mind thinking about it.
2: You know, yeah, it's um, the, the multitude of possibilities, you know, they talk about a multiverse. Um, and, um, you know, we just have a a God that is of another dimension that is over and above us. And, um, um, when we, uh, if we, how do I want to say this? I'm trying to, uh, let me, let me get out of this program that I can quit playing. Um, I heard someone that said, you know, I blew it. God called me to do this, do something or another, and I didn't do it. And I blew my chance of following God's will. And um, you know, a pastor's reaction to that was, don't think you're that powerful. <laughs> God knows the be- the end from the beginning and He knows the choices that we're going to make, and, you know, it's just wonderful that we have a God that we can, um, we can just sort of, when we're concerned about things, we can say, look, God, you know the way it is. You know how it's going to end up. I'm going to put it in your hands, man.
1: Do you see yourself as a compatibilist?
2: All right. Now, that's a term I've not heard.
1: A compatibilist is a person that believes that some things are set in stone, but God, although he designed the game, he's given us the ability to be able to choose within the parameters of the design. Uh,
2: Yeah. I never heard that term before, but I guess you could say pretty much that's the way I see it. You know, God knows what our choices are right from, you know, right from the start. Um, You know, and, and as I mentioned the last time, when he created this this universe, he created that element of time, and that's why a, a day can be as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day.
0: Are you a Calvinist?
2: Calvinist, no. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm actually Armenian. Um, as far as belief, it's a Wesleyan Armenian, uh, which is um, uh, of the holiness realm, if you will. And uh, that's that's kind of where my denomination runs. Wesley Wesleyan is the name of the of the
1: denomination. Huh. That's fine. Would you be able to describe uh, what's uh, what would be the difference between Armenian uh, compared to that of like Baptist, Pentecostal, or some of the other big names out there? Okay, um,
2: well, Armenian is in is in contrast to Calvin. You know, with with Calvin, you had your five. You have your five point Calvinists, and Armenian comes along, and they have five points, but they're totally different. Um, the way I see it, in reality, I mean, we try to we try to complicate things. Man does. We try to complicate things, and um, in the areas that really um as far as compared to pentecostal i guess pentecostal is pretty close to um pentecostal is pretty close to um our belief except we believe that the gift of tongues is more for the use of bridging bridging the communication gap rather than a confusion um that it actually like if i don't know how to speak um Portuguese that a man comes in that speaks Portuguese it's my only opportunity to talk to that person he will give that ability for me to speak his language um, that's what we you know what we teach you the you know the gift of tongues
1: so what is the uh, what's the difference so I, I didn't quite understand the like the big the big uh, separation between that and Calvinism though oh um
2: Well, you have your five-point Calvinist. It's limited atonement. Uh, um, It's a tulip. Uh, Total depravity. Uh, In other words, man can't choose anything good. They're stuck with what where they're at. Uh, Total depravity. Um, You is. Let me look it up
1: real quick. I'm I'm trying to. I do. uh, I think that I. I've listened to guys like Matt Slick before. Seems like they uh, got it to where you're kind of set, where you're screwed from the get-go kind of concept.
2: There are, and you know what? There are also um, also those that are free will Baptist. and they still they they do bring in um, they still bring in that um, that free will choice. T stands for total depravity. U stands for unconditional election. In other words, God chooses, you know, I want you, but not you. I want you, but not you. L stands for limited atonement. Then only Jesus only died for the sins of those who were go- of the elect, those who God already chose. I stands for irresistible grace. In other words, you know, once God chooses you, you don't have a choice. You have to accept Christ. P stands for the perseverance of the saints, um, in that uh, it's a, that unconditional eternal security, or once saved, always saved. If you if you've heard that, so that's that's the tulip of the, um, of the the the, the five point Calvinist.
1: See, that's one thing I've struggled with um, is the whole. Uh, there's a lot of folks on YouTube I've noticed where they say once you're saved, you can't screw it up but what if the person uh you know becomes a serial killer does something uh, totally messed up what can they say well the person wasn't actually saved i mean what's the catch
2: yeah we end up actually um trying to um we end up trying to play god let's just put it that way uh, that's the best way I can put it. Um, we end up trying to say, you know, general sweeping statements, and you know that's the one thing I find with a lot of uh, a lot of people. There are generally general sweeping statements that people make that are straw man arguments. You understand that one? Right. Um, they they come up with the. Um, um, you know, the straw man arguments that um, five points of Armenianism. Um, let's see here. This one doesn't put it the way I it's been so long since I've dealt with it.
1: What are you trying to share something?
2: Well, no I I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick to see if I can find it and I'm not finding the um there's five points of of uh, of arminianism Ar- armenianism that um nah, here's the five points of arminianism free will the man has a free will um and that um there is enough good left in man uh to accept Christ into salvation okay um, instead of total depravity, conditional election, uh, it teaches the election is based on the foreknowledge. And if you, if Romans, Romans chapter eight talks about those he who he foreknew, he did predestine. Okay. And, um, so it's a, um, uh, then it's universal atonement that, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all, for whosoever, you know, that way. And then, um um that there is an uh, obstructible grace and that teaches that god wants all men to be saved
1: yeah how did they perfect. how did they get around that if jesus said that he that he doesn't wish for anyone to perish then well, how, how does this work right right um but it, yeah it's it's sort of like here.
2: here's the way i like to say it um we start on one end of the barn and we want to go to the back of the barn uh, say the back of the barn is heaven, they go one way, we go the other, we still end up in the same place. Uh, we, we all believe in salvation, um, and we all believe that, uh, that God can help to change our life, uh, if we let Him. And, um, you know, we all believe that, um, that there is a heaven, and there's so many points that we agree with, but we But the Calvinists go around the barn one direction, we go around the barn the other. And uh, we both end up in the same place, you know what I mean? I don't agree with a lot of what they have to say, but God bless them.
1: I've heard uh, a couple different uh, explanations for some things that I'm still wondering about. I've heard some people say that God is going to, the old earth will pass and a new one will be. Are we going to live on the planet, or are we actually going to be in a celestial body or a heaven?
2: Well, it does say in, in Revelation, if you read in Revelation, that um, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. The old heavens and the old earth are passed away. That's of the old creation. And then uh, the, uh, you have a new heavens, new earth, and then you have the new Jerusalem coming down and, and coming to this earth. And as I understand it, we will end up being on this earth. And, um, you know, that's that's the way I understand it, uh, what it tells us in Revelation.
1: What about with the, I hear some people talk about tribulation and rapture, just to get an idea where, it, are people going to be taken up while they're alive, or do they die and then wait for the... Uh, Christ to come back and bring them up. What's your the, view? Answer?
2: the answer is yes. <laughs> um, those, uh, and, and that, that goes into um, uh, Paul's letters. He talks about that um, when Christ comes, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those who remain will be caught up with him in the air. Um, and so, you know, there will be some that will not taste death. that makes sense
1: to you i'm listening to you yeah i um, think that you got a lot of good information going that's why i put you up on the big screen <laughs> i appreciate that i
0: brad? appreciate that
1: oh. brad yeah i can still oh.
0: hear you over there oh uh could you huh, share that song with people help my friend uh you use that to help kids and stuff
1: yeah, just post the link out there. And, uh, folks, he's going to post a link over to a cool song that him and his friends have been working on. Check it out. He says it's in the genre of country. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're, how do I do that?
1: Uh... Well, you go to... Uh, I'll give you the link here. This is to the outside. And then you uh, you can post there. I don't know if you guys are able to do it inside of this interface. I can. I don't know if you guys are able to see it on your end. Okay, you see that? You just click the link out there and, uh, or what you see right there, and then boom, you'll be on the outside of the broadcast. You post the link.
0: Oh, right here? The top one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. myself, I've been, uh, ever since I, uh, got over to God and everything, I've been finding it really difficult to, um, how do I put this, to be able to find a uh, a group that can consistently be able to kind of help me along in my uh, understanding and learning and all that. I've been kind of doing things solo, reading the Bible over and over and trying to get things, but there is some things that uh, definitely require a preacher, but... We just, we've got like this little tiny hole in the wall church down the road and that's it. And, um, it doesn't seem like there's much information being given out of there. So it's good to have you in to be able to help me out here.
2: Well, I believe wholeheartedly, uh, God has gifted me in the area of teaching. Um, and you know, that is, that's kind of the gift. And and it kind of came from force because someone needed to be the Sunday school teacher. (laughs) And, um, you know, there were a lot of new converts. And I felt like we needed to have a Bible study for our new converts. They were really hungry, but nobody in the church wanted to do it. And then one day God just says, you're going to do it. And I felt like Moses, like, oh, you know, I'm just a new Christian myself, da, 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 da. And it's like, I felt the Holy Spirit going. I'm not happy with you when you act like this. <laughs> and um, but God has enabled me to, um, to to teach and to help people to grasp and understand. I do have. I do do live broadcasts um, every Sunday morning, uh, right around ten o'clock in my um, on my on my uh, church page. And uh, I usually put it up on my personal also sometimes if I think about right it. Right around ten o'clock. I yeah. will. Um, what I'll do, uh, Brett. I will go ahead and, um, if I if I get a chance, I'll try to send it to you directly so you get a chance at your convenience. You can listen to it. I understand you've got probably your own church on Sunday morning, but that's the beauty no, of it. No, no, I haven't really been.
1: Good. I've I've said in video quite a few times. I've been a, been kind of digressing in that. We've got okay. a little bit of tiny hole in the ground around here and like I said mm-hmm. uh, it, it's the type of deal where you say hey uh, can we talk I've got some questions sure after the sermon or whatever and then when the sermon comes there's hands being shut some people get hugged it depends on if the preacher likes you or not and it's over and you kind of get forgotten in the mix Right, my friend um
2: and if you have any questions you know how to get a hold of me the same way you gave me this link You know, if there's a subject matter that you'd like to talk about, I'd be more than glad I can give you links or I can I can sit down and talk with you about those different things that way. Um, Yeah, the the scripture that I was referring to is out of uh, First Thessalonians, chapter four, verses 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And um, that's that's the that, that's one of the biggest scriptures dealing with uh, what we would call the rapture or the Lord's return, um, and and so that's you know. That's one of the big ones that way that uh that that I point to. Oh. Just 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 to try to grasp, you know, grasp the understanding that way of
1: of oh, that's that. pretty crystal clear. I don't know why people are arguing over it. That that <laughs> verse just pretty much went bam, picks up right. the dead. Now the people who are alive get to go to the clouds. I mean it's that was pretty cut and dry right there. Exactly.
2: Oh. Um I ca- I I sing this song called Midnight Cry. And uh, it is from that, from those very verses. And one of my favorite ones, you should be able to find it on, uh, on uh, YouTube. Not me singing it, someone better. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, it, it does, it, it points to that very scripture. 1 First, First Corinthians 15, chapter 15, 51 through 53, it says, Listen, I tell you a mystery, we, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Uh, sleep meaning pass away. Uh, in a flash and a twinkling in an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead will be raised imper- imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable and the mortal with immortality. That's pretty cut and dry too, right?
1: Yeah. What's your uh, What's your thoughts on annihilationism? um
2: I know that um, they talk a lot about the you know they're being weeping and gnashing of teeth um there's at least going to be suffering for about a thousand years let's just put it that way <laughs> um you know uh, while, um, um, there will be some suffering. Will it be total, complete? I, I don't know. Um, I tend to think there there's a lot of verses that point in that direction that it's an eternal, you know, punishment. But um, you know what? I don't like to argue about stuff that that really doesn't make a difference. There are some things that do. Um, a person who thinks that they're of the elect. And thinks they can do whatever they want to um you know as a christian even though the bible just clearly says no you can't do that um that's a problem but when it comes to something like that you know i try not to argue too much about that
1: i can understand that i've been uh i've been kind of going in the direction of that and uh Mm -hmm. i've noticed whenever i've uh I've asked uh, some of the other Christians on social media, their views, they somehow forget that I've only been doing this for a few years and they just, they go off on me. Like, uh, you know, there's something wrong with me for asking questions and all that. I don't know what the deal is with that. I appreciate Hello, your uh, patience with me.
2: Okay. It's okay, true that I am, Um, you know, how the Lord has gifted me. Um, you know, I remember when I was first starting and I had a lot of ideas that I didn't really grasp, you know, and and uh, then it's like, oh, I was wrong in that area. <laughs> and you learn, you know, you learn in the process. You will not see me flip out about a lot of things because, you know, there are some things that are essential. That matter of, of, of giving your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. No doubt about it, um, but there are so many things that people try to make a big deal about that uh, God is just kind of going really, <laughs> um, and they go and they go into the theology of it all, and um, I just um, I don't worry too much about that because guess what, Brett, if you believe in, in, in annihilation. Um, you know, I don't plan on being there, so I don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, the, The important thing is that a person gives their heart and life to Jesus Christ, just turn, yield completely to him and allow him to work in their life, to try to walk in his steps. That's, those are the things that are important to the greatest commandments. And you know what? Uh, There was um, um, in our denomination, we have a page and they were talking about people following, you know, specific laws and rules and regulations. And I said, I'm busy with two of them. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind and strength. That keeps me busy. That keeps me in check. And so does love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and I could argue, I, I had a situation with my brother-in-law where, um, I kind of, I, I was tired. I was worn out, um, stressed out because of a situation, not going to go into the details and, and, I, and I'm not excusing it. I'm just telling you, I was in a real tough spot and, and I kind of chewed him out a little bit, no cuss words or anything, but I was rather harsh with him. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, I've just been through all this. Why wouldn't I? And I just, and the thought was, was I loving him as myself? No, I didn't. So those two commandments keep me really busy.
1: Well, you can love someone and still be angry and disappointed though, right? You can be, yes, you can be disappointed. I I don't think that uh, you need to be Will
2: Smith and, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah that was rough that
2: was horrible um i i saw this meme the funniest meme i've seen uh was it was just a picture of jesus where he's like looking like this and will going i just want to do what god wants me to do <laughs> and uh-huh. jesus is
1: looking at him like that <laughs> um i i think funny. that uh i I'm not a, this in no kind of way is justifying him whatsoever. He should have never done something like that. But I, I think the problem is, is that, uh, apparently, uh, this Jade that he's married to, she cheated on him and, uh, he's uh, been an emotional roller coaster ride. And then, uh, Chris Rock did the GI Jane thing, but you know, it's really sad besides the fact that he assaulted a man right on public television a bunch of people have found old footage of him. You know, during the Prince of Bel Air thing, where he's making fun of people who are bald. So now he looks like a real idiot.
2: <laughs> well, he
1: was laughing until he
2: looked over and saw that his wife was not happy. And you know, then all of a sudden he got all serious about it. Um, and you know, while well, he had to, he had to go home to her. <laughs> So I think he had to save face. In reality, I, I believe that he really had to save face. Should Chris Rock had made fun of of her because of this medical condition, it probably wasn't in the best of taste. But he didn't deserve to be smacked over it. Um, I thought that was an over overreach, you might say.
1: Yeah wonder what right. would have happened if he would have just ignored it. What if she locked the door on him, just went off and cheated again? I mean, I guess Will wasn't willing to take any chances. Somebody's got to get
0: walked.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yep.
2: Yeah, he, uh, he he took it to the extreme. And uh, definitely, definitely took it to the extreme. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really think that, um, you know, it was... Um, uh, there was no innocent party in that whole thing. Neither one of those three. In my in my opinion, um, yes, should not have cracked the joke. Um, and no, you know, Will Smith shouldn't have smacked him. But um, you know, also you have this, um, you know, you have Jana who. Um, I would want to be with her. Let's just put it that way. Doesn't seem like she'd be an easy, easy woman to live with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can kind of understand where he's coming from, though. A man gets involved with a woman he's got kids with her and all that. Teenagers, young adults. It'd be hard to cut away from something like that even though it's pretty awful what she did to him. Yeah.
2: Now, um, there is a a website that um, some of it's Calvinist in, in its approach, but like I say, I agree a lot. Agree a lot with the Calvinists. <coughs> um, but it's C A R M. I don't know if you ever ever used that or not.
1: Uh, you can uh, throw me a link up. I'll check it out.
2: Okay, C A R M dot org. Let me uh see if I can do C-A-R-M. that. C
1: A R M. That sounds like Mr. Matt Slick's website.
2: C <coughs> A R M. Let me let me try that. Um which yeah, one Carm,
1: right? C A R M. Yeah, CARM. Yeah, that's uh, Matt Slick. He's a Calvinist. I've had right. him in the room a couple times. Oh, yeah. Okay. You uh you know who Matt Slick is? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Not at all. Oh man. He's, he's a really cool dude. I like him, but he does have that thing that you're talking about. He was mentioning five stars and black belts and everything else. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
3: um,
2: I'm trying to figure out where to where to put that throw that link up for everybody to see. But it will the thing is that CARM uh it's it's going to get you I would I would say 90% there. Um, you know, A lot of what they have to say, I, I tend to agree with. Um, I found the private chat, and I linked on there, but um, I'm trying to see. Maybe,
1: no? Opera? I won't be able to t- uh, take any private chats. Uh, the idiots out there that came <laughs> in uh, last time I was doing my show, they were spamming, so I locked it out. So, oh, okay.
2: Well I I'm just putting I'll put it up on your Facebook, the C A R More.org. I just threw right. it up at you there and well,
0: you know. Brent. Uh, Let me open it up. Brent, What's up there, guy? Uh thank you for having me on your show.
1: No problem, man. No problem.
0: And uh thank you for help sharing the uh, video and stuff, my song and stuff. My Did
1: you friend. end up putting the link up?
0: Yeah, I'll put it in the uh, chat. All right. Thank you.
1: Let me uh, open this. <clears throat> All right. Yep, that's Matt Slick's website. He okay. writes most of that. Right. And, you know, I, I, I
2: really do. Um, uh, I like a lot of what he has to say. And, um, and it's very helpful in a lot of ways, uh, as far as, uh, uh, but he is Calvinist in, in, belief. So, you know, you just, it's just like, uh, just like, I, I don't agree with 90% of what I see. Okay. <laughs> I have, cause I have my own little brand and thoughts and ideas anyway. Um, but, um, I, I do like a lot of what he has to say. With the things that he deals with, good salvation um, message that he has in there too. So uh, that's one of them that way that I find very, very helpful.
1: You've never, uh, you've never talked to him or heard his radio. Um, no, I, my friend,
2: I have worked, you know, worked forty hours plus pastored that has kept me really, really busy. Um, and, um, you know, plus I try to, I try to do most of my, most of my work local. Um, I've decided because of COVID and so forth to start doing some more things online. And, um, did you get a chance to see my, um, um, uh, my teaching from, uh, first Timothy chapter two, where it talks about the women
1: Oh, you did, you did the video of the women. I heard, you had told me that you were going to work on it, but I. Yeah, I, I did. You did it.
2: I'll throw that I'll throw that up at you here in a minute.
1: Here,
0: oh, right.
1: Yeah. Oh. Hey, as, give me your link inside of message as well, and I'll share both links out there for people to check out. Oh. Let's see what we got. Yes.
2: Mm. I'm gonna send you two of them. First one is my personal, and that's the one I do the telemarketing where I have a lot of fun with the telemarketers.
1: Can I suggest something for you that you'd really like and be very useful for you? Sure. Here, uh, do you know what OBS is? Um yep. Here, let me uh let me show you some cool stuff here, real quick. Let me put myself up on the big screen. Let me show you some things that you're able to do with this. Watch this. In a matter of seconds, you can go, bam, put text up just like that. Right. Or you can do this say, oh, I'll be right back. Uh, might be the rapture. And then you go, dun, dun, dun. see what I mean? Isn't that cool? <laughs> yep. Just right off I, the bat. I have that OBS, but I
2: also have uh, Streamlab. And, um, actually I've used the stream lab for my, um, and I'll give give you the link here in just a second. Um, let me, um,
1: the point uh, is, is that you would be able to put your book and anything that you're talking about or websites yep. in a matter of moments right there on your screen anytime you like.
0: Yep. Um. Mr. Brett Kent. I, um, Brett.
1: Let me uh, see what you got for me.
0: Uh, I have to leave now. Uh,
1: you do? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, make Sorry. sure you come in with links and try out that OBS program I was talking about so you could be able to advertise music better and easier for oh. yourself. Oh, Alright, let me see. Let me give you guys something. Um, what do you want to be called by for your YouTube channel? Uh, uh, both of you. What 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 do you want your name to be? Like if okay. I say make sure you subscribe to
2: Oh, my name is Jerry. My, my personal one is Jerry Steen, but my ministry one which is which involves the um, with the church is just Liberty Center Wesleyan Church.
0: Mine, uh, uh, gangster ghost.
1: Oh man, that's a that's a big nasty YouTube link. Well, they'll be able to click it out there, but it it basically says sub to Jerry. Uh, dude, you're gonna have to message me the link of the song or something like that. So Ooh,
0: I, I I oh, I thought I did. This is private chat. I said
1: earlier. Do... I said earlier I got that thing locked up because oh. I was getting spammed oh. by idiots.
0: Uh, how do I send it to you?
1: You uh, put it on the outside of the thing for me. Oh, here we go. I'm also going to promote this. Uh, let's see. But uh, you gotta message me on Facebook. That'll work. Okay. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you, if you check out Jerry's YouTube as well as his Facebook, you'll be able to make friends with a pretty cool guy. Talking this guy off and on for a few years now. Good guy, good guy. He won't scream at you, yell at you, or burn you at the stake like some of these Christians do. Uh, uh, <laughs> I sent it I you. it to you. Yeah, terrible. Oh, goodness.
2: Now you mentioned about my background, and if you look, you'll see I use that background for you know for as much as I can. Um and um and, and I'll tell you why. Um, when I was a kid and I was learning how to swim, you know, I'd be in the shallow end and you had to go through a one week course to, um, uh, to qualify for the deep end, but you had to swim all the way across the pool, uh, as a little kid, that seemed like a long ways to go. And so we'd be in the shallow end. Okay. Swim across and I would get tired and I would quit about halfway halfway through and they <laughs> and they would get so frustrated because I uh, you know I, I wasn't making it all the way across and they wanted me to make it across so I could go into the deep end and so final day we went to the deep end I didn't have a choice I couldn't put my feet down and so I, I swam all the way across and eh, it was done and um, you know the point the point is that in deep waters when you don't have a choice, Of putting your feet down, you will swim.
0: Oh, thank you, Brad Kane.
2: So, and uh, and I found the joy of uh, back then. I had a lot less buoyancy. Um, I wasn't as fat as I am right now, and I could uh, I could let about half the air out of my uh, lungs. I could go to the bottom and just sit. And um, this was the scene. And I thought, man, this is cool, this is really peaceful. Um, and I learned the joy of going into deep water, and that's the way the Christian faith is, that if you don't go deep, you you can't really enjoy it. So that's the reason why I have this. Um, I, I really I really believe that uh, you have to go deep in order to really enjoy uh, in, enjoy uh, Christianity. You can't just go in there and just dabble your foot in the water. You got to jump in, jump in deep.
1: Well, it's not just that for me, Jerry. I, as you know, I was pretty popular, former non-believer. I get treated like a damn apostate, even after all this time. And when you don't have a lot of structure and community going on and you're kind of taking a beating like that every single day, boy, it gets rough on you. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, look at Paul. You know, Paul, who was uh, punishing, you know, the Christians, then he becomes a Christian. And then, um, you know, <laughs> uh, even the guy that God says, I want you to go and talk to Paul. And he goes, wait a minute. That's the guy who's been persecuting. I, you want me to go. That sounds like you're putting, well, I'm walking right into the lion's den. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um I, I thought it was really cool when I heard that you had accepted Christ. That that you know that, that you've changed your um, your your you know your opinion. You've made that commitment to Him, and you know you have you have put some as much into it, you know, as you did when you were in you know the atheist. And uh, I appreciate that. And um, let me help you grow if I can. If you have questions, feel free. Uh, you caught me at a good time. Um, and I'm probably going to have to take off here before too long because, um, um, you know, I've got to take care of my wife and, um, she's been having a lot of issues and getting around and that. So, uh, but you happened to catch me at a good time cause I was playing with my cricket, uh, for her. So I had an excuse, <laughs> but, um, um, I have, uh, I have her and I have two learning disabled, um, sons that, uh, we adopted, and they're adults now. Um, but they're kind of like having two twelve-year-old kids around. Um, you know, so there's a challenge there. Um, and it takes up a lot of time. So um if I can't join you, please don't be offended. But uh anytime I can, Brett, you know, I'll be here to talk to you, okay?
1: Well, so far, uh, just a little time that you've been in here, you've uh cleared up a couple things that i was uh, having some issue with uh, sometimes just got to jump right into the bible and everything because if you watch these people on youtube they're all over the damn place jerry brett i
2: i do not pay a lot of attention to a lot of people um you know on youtube um i have a few that i enjoy and, um, but, you know, I can't say that I agree with, you know, 100% with too many of them. Uh, <laughs> um, but I enjoy the, I enjoy the portions that, that I agree with. And uh, there's some pretty good teaching out there. But, you know, I, I just can't say, uh, I can't say that I can follow along. And I guess there needs to be more of the uh, Wesleyan Armenians. um uh, <laughs> to do the YouTube stuff, you know, to try to teach. So, um, my problem is even, even in retirement, I've got an awful lot to get done with these, uh, with my wife, with her medical issues. And then with my, uh, two boys. So I am going to have to take off, Brett.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming in, man. I always look forward to having you
2: just feel free to send me a link whenever you're going to be on. and and, um, you desperately need to have somebody talk to you.
0: <laughs> I'll
2: try to make well, it I'll, night.
1: Be, I'll probably be doing something tomorrow at about nine. I don't know if you'd be okay. around then. And also something on Friday.
2: Yeah, nine's a good time usually. My usually my wife is pretty close to being in bed at that point and the and the boys are in bed. So um, you know, nine's not a bad time. Just send me a link and if I can if I can uh, hop on board, I will do that. Okay, Brett?
1: All right, sounds good. All right, God bless you, man. God bless you too, man. Thanks,
0: Brett Kent. Oh, uh, thank you for sharing that for me.
1: No, it's no problem, man.
0: And people are able
1: should... to, even though they, it's kind of complicated to see on the screen there. People can click on it out there, and it'll take them directly to it. Because you've got it on Amazon, I am able to. I can actually uh, connect. Whenever I'm doing my radio, I can actually put music on there and pick the tracks that I want to use. And uh if I play that on the radio, people will be able to click on it and go right to the song and where your friend is and all that. So thank we'll you. We'll get uh, that going. Thank you. Oh, it's all good, man.
0: Oh uh, yeah. okay. you said you play video games.
1: Play video games? Yeah, yeah. I got a couple game streams up on my uh, channel.
0: You ever play uh, Fortnite? Fart night.
1: Fortnite.
0: Fortnite. <laughs>
1: no, uh, I try to stay away from farts at night.
0: <laughs> I mean Fortnite.
1: Yeah, I've heard of Fortnite. I haven't uh, played it though. My son has. I haven't got a chance to. It's a pretty fun
0: game. It had nothing to do with it, night.
1: Yeah, I uh, I usually play like RPGs and MMOs and all that. It's not because I'm against the idea of playing Fortnite, but I got really bad eyes. So there's oh. only certain kind of games I can play that aren't like going 100 miles per hour because it takes too long for my eyes to focus. I'll get clanked.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I used to wear glasses as a kid.
1: Well, I wear glasses, but it ain't doing me no
0: good. Oh, uh, sorry about that. But uh, thank you so much, Brett King.
1: No, oh, it's no problem. Are you want to talk to me a little bit more? I've given people the opportunity to come in. Okay. I think folks expected me to interview that uh, young lady, but she didn't show up. She cowered it out on me. That's too bad. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Well, have you ever heard of uh Devon Tracy?
1: Devin, uh, isn't that a, uh, what the hell is that dude's name? Atheist. uh, Unstoppable. Yeah, I've heard of him before.
0: Yeah. uh, Even uh, he talked about what happened on that show of uh, Will Smith and so. That was crazy. Nobody would think Will Smith would do something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he seems like uh well, I think people look at Will Smith and they think, oh, this guy's got everything, you know, he's doing great movies, he's uh, you know, almost a billionaire. They don't th- imagine that that would be a deal, but it doesn't matter how much money you got if you're not feeling loved, if you're not feeling like the person you're with cares about you, it doesn't matter how rich you are, it doesn't matter how many toys you got, that could break your heart and break a man real quick.
0: If you had a billion dollars, what would you do?
1: Well, I'm a very simple guy, man. A million dollars and stuff would be fine. The only thing that I would want whenever it comes to money is just to be able to have the security of knowing that I'm not paying bills anymore. As long as I've got a good video game, a good movie to watch with my family, and we don't have to hurt for food or paying bills, I'm happy. I it's not like uh I'm not one of these type of guys to say damn I need a Lamborghini if it's a turd on wheels and it works, I'll use it. I don't need like fancy shit. Make sense?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty simple.
0: Oh well, uh, have you been on uh what's called uh, you ever heard of this new thing called brand new tube?
1: Brand new tube. Let me take a look. Let me uh, Google that real quick. So kind of brand new tube, you say, huh? Yeah, I might. I, brand new tube. Okay, I heard it
0: from uh, Matt Powell.
1: Oh, I think I've seen this site before. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, connected to so many different websites. It's hard to keep track. Wow. Yeah, I think I remember this from a while back.
0: I would love to see Ken Hover debate Bill Nye.
1: You would. Yeah,
0: that would be great.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah, that would be fun stuff right there.
0: You could host. W-
1: would yeah, you like that him? would be nice, right? Yeah. I would have a hard time with Bill Nye in the room, though, because I always call him the Pee Wee Herman of atheism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uh yeah, when he debated uh Ken Ham at his creation museum, yeah, that uh, would all crazy and stuff. They, you know, they debated again in a second debate. Who uh, Bill Nye and Ken Ham wasn't aware that to... it was, I think, it was still in creation museum. They walked around, wow. Yeah, uh, uh, like, Bill Nye walked around their, uh, museum with Ken Ham, and he wanted Ken Ham to sell his book too.
1: (laughs) He did, huh? Yeah. That's that's rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bill Nye, uh, he wanted to make Ken Ham crazy. What about that guy, uh, Aaron Raw, when he debated Kent Holwell? We uh,
1: well, the thing about Oh Aaron Raw, he's like the typical atheist out there. He blabs a bunch of nonsense and he's actually convinced he knows what he's talking about. But look at this, this is where I bend Aaron Raw over and spank him, you want to see?
4: We didn't come from nothing, and no scientist believes that we ever came from absolutely nothing. The Big Bang is not something from nothing. Even when cosmologists talk about a universe from essentially nothing, they don't mean an absolute philosophical nothing. In fact, they don't think that an absolute nothing is even possible, because every time they try to create a perfect vacuum, they notice quantum fluctuations of subatomic particles popping in and out of existence where there shouldn't be anything.
1: ...as the idea that there could be literally nothing from which something suddenly springs. I mean, it is very hard to grasp it, and, and I certainly can't grasp it. But something from nothing, from literally nothing, I mean, that's what really gets people, that's the one that's really counter to common sense. And, and, and they clearly
0: misunderstand what you mean by nothing. So, and,
3: and it, well, exactly. It starts with absolutely nothing. That means, unlike the cardinal said, and unlike some people argue, no particles, but not even empty space. No space whatsoever, no space whatsoever, and maybe even no laws governing that space, and and maybe even no laws governing that space, and... (laughs) What did you say?
1: Well, then who did create the heavens and the earth? Why do you use the word who? You see, you, you, you immediately beg the question by using the word who. Well, then how did it get created? Well, um, by a very slow process. Well, how did it start? Nobody knows how how it started. We know the kind of event that it must have been. We know the sort of event that that must have happened for the origin of life. What was that? It was the origin of
2: the
3: first
1: self-replicating molecule. Right. How did that happen? I told you, we don't know. So you have no idea how it started? No, no. Nor nor has anybody. Nor has anyone else. (laughs) Yes, all the time you hear non-believers claiming they know this and that but the lead scientists are saying they don't know. They have no idea. And as far as communist gay dude goes, I've already uh, asked Vosh if he wants to have a discussion. He says he's all open-minded to discussions, but he ignores anybody that actually challenges him to a conversation. I've gotten tired of it. I've already posted like 20 times throughout his videos, letting him know I wouldn't mind having a conversation with him.
0: awesome uh- if Aaron Raw debate Kent Hove again, but on your show, how would you uh, handle it?
1: I would handle him the same way I handled Adam Lower, as well as anybody else that's in the discussion. Uh, Aaron Raw will say his piece. Kent will say his piece. The only thing I'm there for is to make sure they play nice in the sandbox together. You know, that's it.
0: What if Aaron Raw uh, Aaron Raw tried to uh interrupt Kent Hulva again.
1: Then I would have to tell Aaron Ra I would do something of this nature. If Aaron Ra starts yelling over Kent, he'll get this.
0: You need to
1: shut the
0: fuck up!
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean? yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I would also have to be fair. Even, though, even if there's religious people that I like and I respect, they have to allow each other to speak and be able to make their point. Well, wow. See, I, me, I'm the type of person where I want the person to put out their full point. I feel like the more rope you give someone, the more talking they do, the more trouble they get themselves into. And then I get to unpackage it. If you completely understand where they're going with it and uh, be able to think it through, you can pretty much tear up any argument. Uh, yeah, yeah, I personally think that Kent Tobin would mop the floor with them, and here's why. Aaron Raw is like some of the basic atheists out there where when they make a video, they read off a Wikipedia page or a teleprompter, a scripted crap that's in front of them. But when you're in real time and you don't have stuff sitting in front of you, it's a whole different story altogether. It's totally different in real time. And by the way, I've actually talked to Aaron a couple times in the past, too. He and I talked a little bit about evolution. And I asked him, can he explain the evolution of pain receptors? And he said, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'll write a thesis or something like that. It's been three years since that date. And he still hasn't given me any information on that.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know why? Because this dumbass didn't realize they don't have any information on that. No one's ever figured out why it is that the pain receptors even evolved in the first place.
0: Yeah, Yeah, where it turns out he came out as a Satanist.
1: Yeah, that wasn't too long ago, was it? He's part of the, uh, I believe, the Satanic Temple. (laughs) Yep.
0: That crazy, yeah. Uh, Here's this other guy who debated, well, not really debate, but did response to him, J.P. Holden. You ever heard of him? Who? J.P. Holden. I'm not sure I'd have to see the thing. Tech, he calls himself Techon. He does, like, these cartoons where he does response to atheists.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm not aware of him.
0: Yeah, he did the, like a uh, response to uh, Aaron stuff. So. Yeah, uh, he has like w- like a cartoon character. I'm not sure what type of creature he is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know his. Uh... Mm.
1: Are you trying to send me something?
0: I know. I know
1: where videos. Let's see what we got here. Yay. My pictures are working. What do you think about that?
0: That's
3: good.
1: If a person doesn't think there is a God to be accountable to, then what's the point of trying to modify your behavior to keep it within acceptable ranges? Jeffrey Dahmer, atheist serial killer, cannibal.
0: Yeah, that's horrible.
1: Well, he figures if there's no God, then what's the point? You know, yeah. uh, to him, to a person who doesn't believe in a God, a person who believes that it's all nature-based, well, nature doesn't have any code of honor. It doesn't have any feelings or emotions. It doesn't give a shit if you're happy or miserable. Uh, it's not going to send you a Christmas card on, your, uh, on Christmas or a birthday card, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's sad. Here's this uh, other guy, you ever heard of him, Bob Deacle? Bob Dekel? I can pronounce his name. Uh, He debated in a row as well. Uh, There's one debate.
1: Hold on one second. Looks like somebody wants to come in the room. Let's see what they're about. Hello. Hi, what's going on? hey how you doing there keith what's your theological position political disposition i was about to close out in a few minutes how you doing
4: doing. god bless you i'm
1: christian you are yes sir. you got a denomination non-denominational no i came to christianity late
4: in life i'm 40 so i kind of oh. was like kind of kind of holding out for a while
1: oh well tell me a little bit about yourself what's
4: your story so I, I live in the South. I, li- I raised in Alabama, moved to Georgia, and then I kind of was kind of questioning faith for a long time. And I had a Jesus moment when I was about thirty-five, and kind of just been trucking along ever since.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that you uh, you had some kind of experience that helped you out with your doubts. Yes, sir.
2: That's I pretty was, cool. I, I was. Would you
3: like that- to
4: share it? Well it it's personal but it was to do with I was struggling with with drugs and alcohol and and uh, I was I was at a point where I just couldn't do anything and and I and I know it was it was Jesus that that stopped all that
1: in my life. I'm glad to hear that uh your life has improved and you're doing better. Very good.
4: Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping that y'all had that 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 lady that was supposed to be coming on tonight. I thought we We could have got into it with her. I think she was a Christian at one time.
1: Well, I didn't want to get into like some kind of mean argument with her. It was more like an interview where I just wanted to ask her some questions. She claimed she was a pastor for a while that lost her faith. And I thought we could have a really good discussion, but she didn't show up. And I wasn't going to just sit there, you know, uh, with nothing going on. So I figured the hell with it. I put my link out to the public.
4: Yes, sir. She. It's likely that she was scared. of Some of the Christians, you know, have experiences, and she's probably scared that y'all were probably going to, you know, prove to her that she's wrong. Now, that's very possible. That's what I figure. Most, most of the atheists I talk to just deny, deny, they're denying God, you know.
1: And it's sad, too, because whether someone is wrong about their position or not, We're pretty nice people. We can be buddies with people, no matter what they label themselves, just as long as they're decent. So that's Mm
4: -hmm. that. Yes, sir. I agree. I listen to you a lot in the car and in the truck. I'm a truck driver, and I listen a lot. And I think y'all are really good at what you're doing. And I appreciate y'all.
1: I appreciate uh, you saying that. That's nice of you. Yes, sir.
4: I I, I just wanted to pop in and say hi, and, and God bless everybody.
1: Well, God oh, bless you too, Keith. You drive safely now. Yes, sir. Bye. See you later, Keith.
0: Oh, that's nice. Uh, that guy, Aaron Wall, he debated Matt Slick. He, yeah, got in a little argument.
1: Who got an argument?
0: Uh, Aaron Wall and Matt Slick some time ago.
1: Oh, well, I wonder how that went. That would be unusual. Matt Slick—he's a—I haven't uh, seen what he's up to lately and all that. But I remember the last time I talked to him, he uh, was—he definitely lived up to the name Slick, for sure.
0: You ever heard of this one guy, David Wood? David
1: Wood, yes. I remember the first video I seen by that guy. Someone shared it with me. He's walking around in a subway station and just completely going into this, like, major epic rant about what his life was like. And then whenever he found God and how, you know, light came into his existence. It's one of the most powerful, inspirational videos I've ever seen in my life. That man is awesome.
0: I would like to ask him, does he have a daughter or a wife named Holly? Don't know. Holly <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> Aren't you slick? Listen to you over there. <laughs> Let's That's see what loved- we got in here. We got somebody who says, uh, wouldn't pain receptors have evolved in order to tell an organism that it's in distress? Well, that's the problem. You act like evolution's a damn conscious entity. Evolution doesn't have any sentience or consciousness. It doesn't give a damn or have any comprehension that you're in some kind of pain. And besides, you guys claim that evolution takes billions of years. So what was going on with the simple organism that was going through all the changes? At what point in time does it get the ouchie that says, Oh, no, I've been hit with a fucking hammer. You get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I don't understand it. It's like when you're talking to people who believe in this, they're telling you that it takes billions of years for any major changes to actually take place, but there's a problem. Ask any of them. Any If you know anybody in your real life, my friend, who believes in this, ask them where did female and male come from? Why did a male and female come into existence? And if there's no God, no template, why is there male and female? Now, remember, they believe that it all started out with snot on a rock that got hit by lightning bolts, right? Of course, I get hit with a lightning bolt that turned me into a big fat hamburger. But for some reason, they think it starts life up. It's weird. Very odd. Any more questions for me? It's like you're going down a list of, you know, this guy, this guy, this lady.
0: Uh-huh. One more. Uh, have you heard of. Here's one. Uh, ha, have you heard of Shaka God?
1: Yeah, I actually talked to him. I actually had discussions with him in the past. He came in a room with Venom Thing X, the guy you were talking about earlier, and I had a good talk with those guys. Shaka God is incredibly intelligent. He's really, really fast. Um, Venom Thing X, he's a real chill dude as well.
0: Oh, one more thing. Have you heard of this guy named
1: G-Man? Of course I've heard of G-Man. G-Man's gotten me into a lot of mischief and aggravation.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah he was one of the first Christians whenever I uh, converted and started believing that there was a God. He was one of the people that were suggested to me. And man, uh, I wish I would have got hooked up with somebody like David Wood at first or Jerry. But no, ran the G-Man, and he just made my damn life miserable. Oh,
0: sorry. That sucks. Yeah, he goes out there. i seen newer videos. He goes out there taking all kinds of people and stuff.
1: Yeah, he goes out and yells at the, uh, I believe they're the Hebrew Israelites or something like that. See, I couldn't see myself doing that. I've never had any ambition whatsoever to go out in the street and yell at people. Get on a damn microphone and, unless I'm rocking out with my brother with music, I'm not a. I'm not interested in telling people you're gonna go You're yeah, escaping, you know all that. That's that takes too much energy to be that dumb. Yeah, it's not my thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll see him getting a lot of drama with all kinds of people, like this guy named Dreadneck. Dreadneck,
1: yeah, I've heard of that guy. He's a troll. And he likes guys- to make videos all day, running his mouth about people. You know, I'm not into all that.
0: Yeah, he gets all kinds of drama. I'm not sure what happened lately, but yeah, he always get all kinds of
1: drama and stuff yeah i don't usually watch channels like that i like watching channels where people are either doing music or there's comedians or someone's working on a painting or something artistic i like seeing things created and built i like i like listening to people that make me think there's not a whole lot of those on youtube but if i run into something i find it very exciting so that's where I'm at. I, I don't like watching where people pick on each other all damn day over the internet.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, first time I've ever heard of this guy, Ray Comfort. It's about Ray have to Comfort's
1: do with... a nice guy.
0: Yeah.
1: It... He's a pretty cool guy. He's got a YouTube channel called Living Waters. He's yeah, a sweetheart. He... he says some weird stuff sometimes, but he's a sweetheart.
0: Yeah. It was about something to do with a banana.
1: Well, damn, that's like, uh, what, 10, 15 years ago when he did that? Yeah. It was basically, his example was, he was trying to state that God created things in such a way that we're able to be able to use them, and they're convenient for us to use. Yeah. He had a good point, but then somebody went and took the same banana and stuck it up their ass, and then that was the end of that story. Yes.
0: And Kirk Cameron, he makes a lot of- I'm not sure. I haven't heard much from Kirk Hammond for a while.
1: Hand of the Master or something like that. Used well, to be, uh, He used to be an actor on television shows whenever he was a kid and considered one of them heartthrobs and then he became majorly religious. I got no issue with him. He's just doing the best he can from the way he knows how. Okay. So, uh,
0: would you like if uh, he got the rights to... Uh, you ever heard of Bible Man? Bible Man? Yeah, a Christian
1: superhero. I don't know. Hey, can you do me a favor? Because I'm going to be closing out soon. I'm going to be the, uh, doing something tomorrow as well as Friday. You uh, want to come in then? Okay. All right, because I'll put the link out on Facebook. All you got to do is make sure you have me added on my personal page, and I'll put the link up to get in, all right?
0: Okay, thank you.
1: All right, let me go ahead and play the uh, ending thing here. Let me see. I think it's this. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music... Well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keene from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. All throughout the week, I'm going to be doing live shows. And uh, unlike some podcasts out there, I put the link out publicly so anyone and everyone's able to come in and chat. I've been looking for musicians who may want to do live performances. I've also wanted uh, people who are creative into art. Uh, who might be willing to paint pictures or portraits right there on the screen while we're talking with them and chatting with them. I got a friend by the name of Adam Laura who does that, and I really enjoy watching him draw cartoons while we're having um, good conversation. As many of you know, he uh, recently debated Kentoven and... um, It was more of an open discussion, really, where they were talking about their views on the Big Bang and evolution, consciousness, life, morality, these kind of things. The video's really blowing up, uh, so pretty happy about it. Two guys not arguing or trying to choke each other's throat, uh, having completely opposite worldviews whenever it comes to the concept of God. It was kind of refreshing compared to the stuff we see on a daily basis on YouTube. But yeah, atheists, people of all different faiths, you're more than welcome to come in. We've had Jews, Muslims, uh, we've had some pagans, obviously, if any of you are fans of Von Heltner haters. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're just talking about all kinds of things. Last night we ended up having a discussion with a pretty popular preacher, and uh, he was extremely nice, well-behaved, obviously. (laughs) It was a good discussion. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the drunken peasants. That's why a few of you are probably going to be watching this video because you'd like to hear my opinion on them. Uh, I don't know if it was a few months ago or what. The video mattered so little to me I didn't even keep track of what had happened. But I posted a video basically uh, talking about how I felt about the drunken peasants. And it was one of those kind of videos that took me about, I don't know, an hour, an hour to even motivate myself or, or push myself to even make the effort to record. Now normally I just hit record and I say what's on my mind, but I usually do that only whenever it's something I actually give a damn about or something I consider relevant going on in the world or... Something having to do with history or science. The drunken peasants, to me, is like trying to review a um, like an animated B-rate cartoon. It just—I don't watch the shit. I don't care about the shit, and that's pretty much where I am. However, the fact that I still get these little residue, these little peasants and peons coming over to my channel um, constantly doing the whole mac and cheese and Wanting to know my thoughts. And one of the normal questions nowadays is: What do you think about the fact that Deep Fat Fried and Drunken Peasants are dying? Their account is so, their show is so formulated and boring and all that. And it's just not the same anymore without the original cast. And, you know, I remember it was so exciting and fun whenever you were on there, Brett. Yeah, I think the reason why it was probably so enjoyable for some was because when you have guests or people that don't, that are not like a echo chambers or people who are going to disagree with you, it makes things more challenging. People are starting to talk about things they normally wouldn't talk about. Um, when you get people who are disagreeing with each other and clashing, It adds for more excitement and enjoyment. And Ben doesn't understand that. Ben only puts people on the show who either completely agree with him or, um, you know, kiss his ass or think that they're going to get views by being on his uh, very, very dying show. So why have I lost my interest? Well, let's be honest, folks. We all know that the reason why I was even on the show in the first place, although I was paid, was because of a rivalry going on between me and The Amazing Atheist. There used to be a time where uh, me and TJ were important to each other. We were once friends, we had a falling out, and from there things just kind of burned into a dumpster fire type of deal. I never had really a problem with Pimp Monk X. I didn't have any problem with um, Billy the Fridge. Um, In fact, I've actually had conversations with both guys. Pimp Monk's a little aggressive, but you can actually have a conversation with him. And he attempts to be funny and have a sense of humor. And when talking to Pimp Monk X, I get the idea that he doesn't really give a shit about anything. He kind of has this deal where he just does what he does because he wants to live a more convenient life where his bills are paid. And he doesn't really care about anybody's feelings. It's just... He'll do and say pretty much whatever it takes to get popular on the Internet. A lot of people notice that, and they can see that he's not a very sensitive, caring person. It's probably one of the reasons why his channel's dying. That's not an insult. It's a lot of people out there having a difficult time keeping people entertained and keeping asses in the seat. It's kind of an art form, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes things go good. A lot of times they don't especially since YouTube only seems to promote those that they themselves are friends with. It's kind of like the music industry, really. The only way you're going to make it is not based upon your talent or how good you are. It's based upon your image, as well as who you know and what kind of connections you have. If you don't have those, it doesn't matter how big you are, you don't make it. So I make this video to the drunken peasants. And to me, it was kind of like a a zombie fight video i I didn't give a shit what the hell I was even saying. I didn't even care about looking at them on the screen. It was just like blah 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 blah. just didn't care. I think the only thing I really said about Billy the Fridge was, "Oh, look at him, he's got a big old necklace and you know something with a donut on it and To be honest with you, I don't give a shit. I don't care if the guy wears, you know, a fucking couch on his back for a backpack. I I don't care. But this was something that a lot of people just kept on wondering, Brett, what's your views? Can you review the drunken peasants? And as far as Ben goes, I know that Ben is nothing more than a try-hard. I get it. His his uh the drunken peasants have died. They're not breaking over ten thousand views most of the time. And what he does is he hasn't added anything new to the show. He's trying to go with the thing back in the old days, still got the same stupid imagery for the thumbnails, still has the same introduction, the same crap except for obviously Paul's ego and Scotty and TJ isn't in there anymore. And What he does is he grabs other people's material, because Ben isn't capable of making his own original content, he plays your video on the screen, and then pauses it every five seconds before you can even get an idea of what you're watching or listening to, and then he babbles on, and usually the pattern goes like this. He's going to make fun of the way you talk. He's going to say that your sentences are not structured, and he's going to play The Nazi, the grammar Nazi uh, type of deal. Ben would not do well in Missouri. If he doesn't like the way us hucksters talk, the way some of us country people talk, he would not enjoy it. And he probably would not enjoy his time in St. Louis either. Because there's kind of a city thing going on with a little bit of country mixed. And uh, this is really what he does. Every single video he does with me, Brett Keen. It's always this or that or that. I guess his big thing is he's trying to do keenisms, as if anybody actually really cares about this. The only one that finds that fascinating, and I've noticed this because a lot of these people end up showing up on my episodes and my shows, it usually turns out to be like 12-year-old kids that think mac and cheese is funny. That these old memes and stuff actually have some kind of relevance to them. So that, I, that makes sense to me. It's kind of like kids showing off their new Pokemon card for them. Perhaps it's fresh for them. But as far as Ben goes, I don't really give a damn about Ben either. Um, I don't think that I could ever be friends with a guy like him in real life because he's so petty and um, just so sensitive. It seems like he's really good at criticizing other people but he is not able to take it back, and it's one of the reasons why he ended up losing his uh, place on the Drunken Peasants with T.J., because Ben was an echo chamber. Every time T.J. said something, or Paul, or somebody, then Ben would go along with it, whether he had any stakes in the matter either, because he was trying to promote a show to make money. Basically, whoever T.J. doesn't like, then he's not going to like, and there's not going to be any chances or... You know, uh, any day where you're ever going to work things out with this person, he just chooses you as the bad guy, and that's it. And he seen that I was the one that, uh, it's obvious the reason why he keeps putting my videos and my clips up is because I'm the only thing drawing people to his channel. (laughs) You would have thought a long time ago he would have been intelligent enough to email me, call me on the phone, contact me and say, hey, Brett, you know, let's put bygones, make bygones be bygones or whatever. Let's put all this bullshit under the bridge. I don't know you. You don't know me. I just happen to be associated with people who didn't like you at the moment. And he probably could have had me as a guest. And that would have probably brought a lot of nostalgia to the group. People would have been wondering every week, what's going to happen? Is Brett Keenan been going to get into it? And then there could have been a whole dramatic rivalry there that could have uh, brought some more asses to the seat. But Ben's not a good businessman is where T.J. was. T.J. knew that there was a lot between me and him. He knew there was some substance. He knew when to stop as well. He knew when a, a good thing was starting to wear thin on people, when to stop, and then when things get dramatic again, then do it again. That's one thing about TJ, he was always a good, he was a good politician and good businessman is where Ben just doesn't know when to quit. It's just stupid. And now it's just like when people go to watch The Drunken Peasants, it's like, oh boy, here we go again, more dumb. So as far as Billy Fridge goes, I don't have anything with him. I I literally have no issue. I've had him on my show before, and he's actually a very respectful, decent guy. We talked about video games. We talked about uh, music and about some of the things he's done in his life. And to me, I thought that that was pretty cool. It may have just been another day for Billy, but I liked having Billy the Fridge on seemed to work out just fine. He didn't seem at all interested in my life or what I'm doing or anything like that. He didn't try to like start trouble with me. There was a couple times on discord where I talked to him and he had this loser hanging out with him who just kept on yelling. And it was apparently, it was clear that the guy was a ball washer of the drunken peasants and just kept on firing away at me and just could not control herself yelling and screaming over the mic and all this the guy was a real idiot i don't know why billy the fridge hangs out with dummies like that i get this i've always had this weird feeling when talking to pimp monk x and billy the fridge that these are two guys that could do better that they don't need the drunken peasants they don't need the likes of ben in order to make it but apparently they haven't realized that yet while drunken peasants is doing their thing. Billy the Fridge could have been writing more music and doing something with his life. He did have potential. And I should know, because uh, first of all, I was a musician a while back. I've actually got a couple albums out for people who don't realize that. A lot of people don't know this either. I actually taught my brother how to play guitar. I taught him the chords and the structures and all that. Now, whenever it comes down to it musically nowadays, I haven't been a musician for many years. I got away from it. I tried picking it up maybe three years ago and writing a couple songs, and I just couldn't find the motivation. you got to be in kind of a zone in order to write music and do things. I have, however, written lyrics for people. Uh, a lot of people out there know I'm a writer, so I have written some tracks for people that they can use with their music. And I also did a, a, back then I also did a couple pieces and worked out some arrangements and ideas that people were able to use and change around a remix or do whatever they want. Uh, As far as the song they reviewed, um, it's a, that, that song is not my own. It's actually a royalty free song that i synced up Kentoven's video with i thought it would be funny i thought it would be interesting and of course i did my little part at the very beginning it took me roughly about i'd say probably about 5 minutes to mix it all and sync up Kentoven's voice to the the beat um, they said oh it seems like a pretty simple beat well first of all you have to realize when you have a video of someone just talking And then you're going to try to make it appear as though it's rapping. You can't have an extremely complex beat going on whenever you're trying to mix. Like a preacher or someone who's just talking. Imagine taking a commercial of someone who's just talking plain and try to put a beat to it. You're not going to be able to do and all this kind of crap. You're going to have to have a something where it'll uh, fall into time. Well, if Ben was actually a real musician and actually knew anything about mixing and editing and all that, then he would understand what the hell I'm talking about. But he's kind of a stupid guy. What are you going to do? Like I said, I I don't have any... uh animosity towards ben i think it's ignorant some of the stuff he does i think it's sad that the only way he thinks that he can promote his show is by going out and finding videos of people who are either disabled or messed up or shy or who are insecure about themselves people who have problems people who have a hard time making friends and then take their videos and then exploit them to me it's like bullying I'm probably the most stable person that he's actually reviewed on the entire channel. Someone who doesn't give a damn. Someone who doesn't care. And someone who knows who they are, whether he likes it or not, objectively. So, well, we all know who we're, he's uh, talking about on there. I mean, the guy used to put clips of a woman who's got mental problems. And he's also put a lot of disabled people up there. Like, what's that guy's name? Uh... Uh, I think his name was Jim or something like that, that they were putting up there. So to end this video, and this is to me is just another waste of time. Um, I'm going to be doing a show tonight and I'll also be doing an open discussion with a, an atheist called outcast. We're going to talk about his different views It's probably going to be the usual thing whenever talking to any non-believers out there. God is mean. The Bible's mean. God allows mean things to happen. You know, the old ancient question of why does God allow evil? Why did God create evil? Um, Why doesn't God do something about mean people in the world? And then whenever God does do something with mean people, then the question is why does he handle the mean people so harshly? It's usually the typical crap, but for some reason, a lot of you out there, you like that. It is what it is. Well, that's all I got to say. I pretty much will probably not make another video for months unless Ben actually says something relevant, but I won't hold my breath. That's where I'm at on it. Anyone wants to come on the show and ask me questions about stuff, that's fine. If I've already talked about it or I've already discussed it or I have it on the radio somewhere, then I'm not going to repeat myself. I'll simply tell you where to find the answer if you truly want it if anybody asks me about the past. All right, God bless. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station check out our books music and art you can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us if you don't want a t-shirt you don't want books you don't want music well you could always do a one-time donation through paypal any support is appreciated god bless